Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez the Best. Today is Thursday, January 25, 2024. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else but stick around. You might learn something new. Happy almost end of the week, everyone. I just came from a nice long bike ride. Remember last podcast, I was talking about my e-bike. So today was great, man. So hit the gym in the morning. And then from Ortigas, I biked to BGC. For uh, it took about 15 minutes, played basketball for about three hours. Man, so much fun! And then, uh, from uh, BGC, I biked all the way to QC, uh, towards uh, ABS CBN, actually, Thomas Morato, uh, because I had to uh, pick up a check from like the bank branch there. I don't know why that specific branch, and I had to issue a receipt, and then I had to go to ABS CBN because they wouldn't let me get that check unless I gave my receipts for two projects that I got paid for during the pandemic. <laughs> I it, it just, you know, it's one of those things that just kind of just uh, slipped to the back of my priority list. And the process was just such a pain in the ass, bro. I had to go to ABS. I had to go to the cashier. I had to fill out all, I had to fill out my receipt. But then I had to put all these like numbers that I didn't know, like what, which one the withholding tax number was. I had to go through my old documents and stuff. And then I had to get like another paper, not notarized, but I had to get it signed by the cashier. It was just a, it's kind of a pain. And then from there, just bike back to Ortigas. And here I am front and center ready to do the podcast, man. Uh, first of all, before I talk about, um, basketball stuff. I did get a uh, couple things. Actually, let me talk about basketball real quick because somebody did ask on Spotify. I have two questions from Spotify, okay? The first one is, anong sapatos mo pang basketball? What are my basketball shoes? Uh, I bought these in the States um, during my vacation last year. The name of the shoe, hold on. It's Russell Westbrook Shoes. I just forget the name of the, the model. The funky shoes. Anyway, it's the, oh, it's, it's the Why Not. I think it's Why Not. That's what it's called. Russell Westbrook Why Not. I actually have been, a lot of people have kind of been, because I posted my shoes a couple times on my stories, and a couple of people have been asking me. I just haven't replied to them. So at least now I know what to say. It's the Russell Westbrook Why Not. I don't know which year or which colorway. Why Not 0.6 PF. It's the purple and and like crazy colored looking one. Beautiful shoes. And I've always had a, a thing with basketball shoes where once I get a pair, I usually stick with them until the, the, the wheels fall off, so to speak. So I don't want, I don't mean to bore you, bore you with a, like basketball shoe history or whatever, but I grew up playing mostly in Nikes. Uh, my favorite player was Vince Carter. So I had the VC shocks. Do you guys remember the shocks? I don't think they make shocks. Because there used to, it's not just for basketball. I remember there was like running shoes, shocks spelt with an X. So it was S-H-O-X. It, it looked like springs. So maybe you've owned a pair of shocks in your life. So 
uh, Vince Carter had a line of shoes called the VC Shocks. And I had the VC 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. I bought every single one. Uh, and I would wear them until like they, they died until whatever they were broken or any, or something. Uh, and then I remember uh, specifically, this was in high school, my VC force, uh, I left them cause, um, during lunch break, we could go to this, this, uh, this store called Safeway in Safeway. So here in the Philippines, it's kind of like, uh, it's a supermarket, right? So parang ano, SM supermarket. But to get in there, you couldn't bring your bag. So you always had to leave your bags at the door, which is kind of sketch in hindsight when I think about it. Anyway, I had my basketball shoes. I had basketball practice that day. I had basketball shoes in a separate bag to my backpack. So I left both of them in the thing. And when I left, I I took my backpack, but I forgot my shoe bag. And uh, by the time that I realized it, I came back after school I ch- I asked them lost property it wasn't there so somebody jacked my fucking VC fours man those were like probably my favorite sh- shoes too look it up VC four like the the Roman numeral and the shocks man those were beautiful shoes so yeah so I had those and then I ha- I did a little soul searching during college because I was already done playing competitive basketball like organized basketball uh. So I would just play a lot of pickup games. And pickup games, at least where in the States, uh, most of the, the places I would play pickup was outdoor. So I needed to get some shoes that were really built for outdoor shoes. So I went through so many. And it was, it was kind of like I went, I got the Derrick Rose, the Addy Zeros, which were not that great for my feet. They hurt my feet. Uh, I got the, the Shaq Gnosis shoes. I got the Kamikaze from Reebok. Uh, and I just wore those, but this, this Russell Westbrook shoe that I have right now, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. And it's good for indoor and outdoor, I think, so far. And they're light, uh, they're pretty good, like, they have pretty good support, so there's your answer to that question. Uh, but going back to basketball, I know, like, if you don't play basketball, this might not mean anything to you, but I just wanted to share, like, the, the culture of, of pickup basketball here is so different. Uh, but there's still a lot of similarities in terms of, like, the camaraderie and just, you know, whenever you're with a team and someone, when you play well, it, you guys high five each other after every point. If you make a mistake, because uh, in the states, if you make a mistake, you always say like, "Oh, my bad, my fault." Here uh, in, in Filipino, right? They say, oh, "Akin yun, kasalanan." They don't say kasalanan; they say "Akin yun," meaning it's my bad, right? So you know, there's that whole camaraderie. You work as a team. Uh, when you guys score a big basket, everybody's like, you know, super hype. Uh, when you guys play good defense, you guys say, they say, you know, "Good D, good D." And it's just, it's really fun. And I really missed, I, I never realized how big of a, well, I guess I did, but I kind of forgot how big of a impact basketball had in my life because I hadn't really played in six or seven years, right? I haven't played at least consecutive games <laughs> in six or seven years. Uh, so that's why I got the surgery and I finally am able to play. And I feel a little part of me that was missing is kind of back. Uh, and remember, if you listen to my New Year's podcast, right, I was talking about how, like, life was kind of coming at me pretty fast. And I was going, you guys hear the outside, sorry, <laughs> my window's open. But I feel like being out in the sun, because I've been playing a lot of pickup basketball outdoors as well as indoors. Um, just being out in, well, it's not really nature, right? But not in the house, cooped up, watching Netflix. Not that that's a bad thing, but, you know, a little bit of balance in my life, getting some vitamin E or whatever vitamin you get from the fucking sun. And it feels good, man. It feels good. And I, I've been biking to all these basket. Like, I haven't taken the car to a single basketball pickup game 
in the last week and a half. So proud of myself. Uh, thank goodness it hasn't been raining because that would suck. I can't play outdoors. But yeah, man, just it's so cool. But the culture, like like I said, so those are the similarities, right? Having the you know the camaraderie and the teamwork. But then there's there's like this the defense that they play here. It's 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 different. It's called zone defense. I'm not gonna bore you with the like the mechanics of it, but basically it's like lazy. It's lazy people defense. And every time I bring it up to you know people who've been playing here forever, it's like why don't you guys play man to man? And the, the the answer is always the same. Uh, we're lazy. Mappy noise. They're lazy. And it is a little bit of a lazier defense, if you ask me. Because you, so zone defense, oh, I said I wasn't going to bore you, but let me just, so if you ever watch a NBA game, the standard defense is called man to man, right? So, uh, man to man means like, so you're guarding one man in particular, and your teammate is guarding another man. So throughout the course of the game, uh, you're usually guarding only one person, unless you guys switch or call a switch or something. But that's the basic fundamentals of man-to-man zone. Just like the name implies, you don't guard a specific man. You're guarding a specific zone of the court. So they usually play 2-3 zone here, meaning there's two guys towards the top of the semicircle and then three guys uh, towards uh, the bottom, the baseline or near the near the rim. And so you don't have to move around as much. Uh, but it does require a lot of communication, more communication, I think. I would say that man to man, but I don't know. It's, it's just it's kind of a little a little bit lazy. And the other thing that I, I I really notice here is that there's at least maybe maybe it's just the crowd that I play with because when I go to the open courts, uh, there's a lot of young kids. And when you're young and you're 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 not really used to org because I grew up in organized basketball before I really started playing pickup, so. They lack a lot of fundamentals. And I'm not trying to say that I'm better than them or more fit. I'm obviously not more fit than them. But I think that I have a better basketball IQ. And that's, it makes such a world of difference. You will not believe. Like if I, I for example, this a uh, couple days ago, I was playing on a team with all these older guys who had really good basketball IQ. They would pass the ball all the time. They would set screens. They would cut when it was the right time to cut and we literally dump truck the other team like we shit on them they were and they and that we were playing against kids that were half our probably half our age like i'm 33 i'm sure there was someone who was like 15 or 16 on the other team and they you know they have young fresh legs they're running up and down but because we played with we played smarter rather than i guess harder in this case we we defeated them so easily because once they they like just run once they run and they miss the layup when they have to set up uh they call it a half court offense they literally don't know what to do like they pass it and then they they they, they I was always taught um it, so if if you ever play organized basketball they always teach you to pass the ball because the ball when you pass the ball it's faster than you dribbling the ball right if I'm gonna pass a ball to someone on the other side of the court. That's way faster than you yourself dribbling all the way down to that same spot. So the ball always moves faster when you pass it. But these kids, a lot of these kids, they like to do hero ball, as they say. So they they fucking, they they dribble once. Maybe they'll pass it one time. And then if they get it back, they, you'll ne- they call it a black hole. They, you, they will never pass again. They're just going to dribble, 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 and then take a contested layup or contested shot. And they just miss so many shots and i realize there's so many turnovers 
here on pickup basketball because everyone's trying to just fast break. So they're just throwing, they're yeeting the ball all the way down the court in hopes that they can get a fast break layup. Sometimes it works, but most of the time they're going too fast or they run into, a, you know, more defenders than there are offensive players. And it's just, it's ugly basketball. And I think that, that has to change like fundamentally across the, the Philippines, I would say. To the point where I was actually, so remember, uh, if you listen to Halala show, I met a, uh, a Leche fan who plays ball and he, he turned me on to this, uh, like this coach here who a few years ago, uh, he's a pretty famous coach, I guess, here, but I don't really follow local sports. But uh, the coach said that they need to kind of rework the fundamentals of basketball here in the Philippines where zone defense isn't the standard anymore. It should be man-to-man because then you can learn the fundamentals. People will start setting picks. People will call out switches, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I said I wasn't going to bore you, but here I am 12 minutes in talking about basketball that you probably don't care about. But... I'm having a lot of fun. Okay, before I move on, uh, in the background, I uh, maybe you didn't hear it, but uh, there's a little uh, signal in my ear because that means that one of my games that I just bought on Steam has finished downloading and installing. So last week, earlier this week actually, uh, I saw a bunch of tweets and a bunch of the streamers that I follow who play Warzone. Uh, they started hopping on this game. And I know usually there's like always a game of the month hype that happens uh, throughout the year. Like, uh, I'm, I can't think of a game right now, but there were times during, especially during pandemic where everyone would play a game for about, mm, I don't know, like a month and then no one would touch it again. But this game in particular caught my eye because I was, a, I was a big Pokemon fan growing up. So the name of the game is Pal World. It's, it's got nothing to do with Niantic or Nintendo or, or, Pokemon or whatever the whoever the company of Pokemon is, it has nothing to do with po- the Pokemon company. But the game is very similar to Pokemon in that it's an open world, and then you can catch these creatures called pals, since hence the the name Pal World. And if you look at the character design, it's obvious that it is pretty much a ripoff of Pokemon. So whether they have any legal action regarding, you know, Niantic and whatever coming after them, I hope they don't. <laughs> but they, they made an open world RPG where you can roam around. The only difference is, uh, well, the character designs and there are like weapons. There's like guns. So obviously there's no Pokemon game where there's machine guns and shit, but uh, I haven't played it yet. Uh, just like I said, it just started downloading. But I've been watching some gameplay, and uh, my cousins have been hopping on it as well, and they say it's fun. Uh, I can't wait to do it. So basically, you are in an open world, and then you you fight these these pals or Pokemon. Let's just call them Pokemon, right? It's Pokemon ripoff. You fight these Pokemon, and then you lower their health, and then you use these pal balls, which are AKA Pokeballs, and then you capture them. Yeah, and then there's also an element of base building involved. Uh, my cousin said he's really into resource gathering. So I will let you know in the coming weeks if this game is any good, uh, if I recommend it. But it is so far the second most streamed game on Steam, I think, since PUBG had like 3 million con- concurrent players. It has the second most of all time, I think. It has like 1.8 million concurrent players uh in the last week see like i'm looking at my cousin's playtime he just got the game like three days ago because you can see how many hours your friends have put into certain games (laughs) my cousin has played 38 hours (laughs) what the fuck 30 the game just came out a week ago 
He's played literally almost two days worth of gameplay. Uh, but if go on YouTube, go look it up for yourself. Apparently, you can also do multiplayer like co-op. Uh, but there is some issue, or not issue, but there are limitations in in terms of like your character. Uh, you can't bring your character into another player's world, so you have to have a brand new character when you join the world, something like that. Uh, but uh, I, I also have been reading up that they plan to uh, remedy that by someday having you be able to bring your own character into another per- person's game, so that you can carry all your stuff with you. So I have to learn the ins and out in ins and outs of that before I really get heavy into a game. Because I know, like, if I'm gonna play a solo game and I get super into it, that's the only character I'm gonna want to play. Like, I don't want to start a new character in someone else's world. So I'm gonna try to figure it out before I really get heavy into it. But yeah, Pal World, check it out. P A L W O R L D. It's on sale. Well, no. By the time this comes out, you probably missed it. It's only a ten percent off sale. But the so I paid like eight hundred ninety pesos, so full price will be about a thousand pesos or dollars, about twenty bucks. And it's getting it's getting great great reviews from from streamers, from from publications, from YouTubers. Uh, it just seems like something that it's an itch that uh, it seems like it's an itch that a lot of frustrated Pokemon fans have been trying to scratch for years, but. Because I haven't really played Pokemon since Red and Blue. Like, that's how old of a Pokemon guy I am. I, I was only a 150. Uh, well, I did play Gold and Silver, but I didn't get into it as much because I had to learn all the new names of the Pokemon. Because at 150, the first 150, Red and Blue, I knew all of them. I even memorized the, the Pokerap, believe it or not. Like, I remember this was pre-Google era. And... I actually, funny enough, I don't know if any any of you older listeners, oh yeah, any of the older podcast listeners here, let me know if you ever did this. Because back, because now, if you need lyrics to a song, where do you go? You go to Google, right? You type in Poker Rap lyrics. Back in the day, they didn't really have that. At least maybe I just didn't know about it. And I I literally wrote down the lyrics of the Poker Rap, and I had it on a piece of paper, and I would just play it on my. It was a Rio S60 MP3 player. Now, how's that for a throwback? I think that's my model. Hold on. I just want to make sure. Do you guys have ever have... Because there's, there's there's a certain population now that, that doesn't... Well, they're actually... Right now, I think there are even... There are kids now that don't even know what an iPod is. Because iPod eventually just became like... Like, it was just an iPhone now. Like, everybody just listens on their iPhone. But uh, to all the young kids out there, there was something called an iPod which revolutionized the mp3 listening format like the portable listening game because before the the ipod there were just mp3 players and before the mp3 players i i even made it to the walkman era and uh, uh i also had a phase because i had i had, so i was gifted one before and i actually would burn these uh, mini discs mini discs were cool like they were like uh, they were like cassettes, right? So if you look up mini disc player, I had a bunch of mini discs that I would I would burn the MP3. I don't know if the correct term was burn, but I would like transfer it onto the mini disc. I don't even know how that shit worked. Now that I think about it, I don't remember how I did that, like what program I used. But mini discs were cool because I could like pop it open like a cassette tape and it would pop out and I would switch it with something else. It was cool. Like the physical... Like the tangible factor of it was pretty dope, but yeah. So I started with with Walkmans, and then and then then this were Walkmans where you 
you could only play the CD like a regular CD. You couldn't even play like the MP3 CDs yet. So it would be like a regular album. Like for example, I had like the Backstreet Boys Millennium album, which had like 12 songs. And it was, it was one of those, uh, I didn't have the anti-shock Walkman yet. Do you guys remember that? So there's a Walkman where you had to lay it on top of a table because if you moved with it, it would stutter. Like the disc wouldn't spin. That's, that's how old I am. <laughs> so, and then it came where you could, you know, hold the Walkman or at least put it in your backpack and it would still play. That was like, it was called like anti-shock or something. I don't know the name of the technology. And then I moved to mini discs and then I got a Rio S60 MP3 player. Let me make sure that's the right brand. Rio 600. There we go. Look it up. RIO 600. And this only had like 64 megabytes. I forgot if it had the, uh, like the, a slot where you could add more storage, but I remember 64 megabytes. That's how much space that we were working with back in the day. So when the iPod came out and that shit had like, I don't know, it was like, I think it was only like 10 gigabytes at the time, or maybe it was even five. Um, you know, I don't remember what the, capacity was but it was game changing because it was like a hard drive where you could put thousands of songs on it and then of course you know there were some there are some challengers like do you guys remember the zune microsoft zune which had a crazy cool concept of where you could share music i just didn't know how that works i never bought one but the zune was pretty cool looking but it was just an ipod uh it went from the the physical buttons and then they had the touchscreen one like that looks like uh like an older iphone uh, and then they just kind of discontinued it. My favorite was the iPod Shuffle, which was uh, such a great, great piece of uh, equipment. And I, I I think I still have one, but the, the charger is fucked up. Or I don't know if it's a charger, but dude, I used that thing I forever. That thing was the best. It was it was so, so cool. It makes you miss like the pushy button. I really miss physical buttons. So... Where, where was I? Why was I? Why am I talking about this? What, what, what the fuck am I talking about? Oh my god, I lost my train of thought. Why am I talking about MP3 players? Somebody asked me about something. Pal World. I was talking about Pal World, and now here we are about talking about MP3 players. The fuck? Oh, it's because we were talking about the Poker app. Okay. Wow, Poker app to digital players. Wow. What? That's how. That's how this podcast goes, man. So yeah. Let me know your thoughts. If you guys have played Pal World, I, I am pretty interested in your thoughts on it. If you've, if you've sunk a couple of hours into it, maybe you could let me know if it's something that you think will last or is it just that game of, you know, the flavor of the month that everyone's talking about and then it will kind of just disappear. Uh, but it looks good. It looks good. And let me know also if you ever used any of the, if you guys remember mini discs or if you, what was your first MP3 player? That's a good question. There we go. What was your first MP3 player? Send me a message. I'm curious what it was because dude, I saw a whole range. Before the iPod became the standard, there were so many niche companies that just made MP3 players. There's My uncle had one pre-iPod, I think, or maybe it came out the same time as iPod. It, it also had like 10 or 20 gigs, but it was huge. It looked like like the hard drive that you would put in a in a in a PC. That's how big it was. So all right. So the other question <laughs> as we move on, uh this one from Anne, I think, off of Spotify says uh because I always ask here uh, by the way if you're just catching this now, if you see on Spotify there's a Q&A asking you like what should I talk about? 
Um, uh, Anne said, Pagtaya sa lotto and lotto winner. So Anne wants me to talk about uh, betting on the lotto and about lotto winners. So I'm guessing Anne listened to the Halal show where I went on a, uh, a very passionate uh, talk about playing the lotto. And actually, you know, ironically, I just came from the mall uh, earlier and I bought some lotto tickets. I really think playing the lotto is just, it's worth it because, and I, I, I said it on Halala Show, it, you're paying to dream, right? That's what people will always say when you look it up threads and whatever about playing the lotto. Because people always say, why would I ever play the lotto, right? Because the, the, the chance of you winning are really astronomical. Right. They, they are. You will probably never win if you bet every day for the rest of your life. Statistically, you're not going to win. But people win. That's the fucking thing about it. You can't win if you don't play. Right. And I just I get a kick out of it because so here's here's a here's a fun thing to do. What I always do is whenever you play the lotto. Uh, actually, let me go into it real quick, just in case you didn't listen to Halala show. In the Philippines, here's how you play the lotto. In the U.S., it's probably the same thing. I, actually, it is the same thing because I played the lotto in the U.S. too. Uh, they just call it, there's just different terms for it, right? So if you go here in the Philippines, if you're going to play lotto, you just look for one of those kiosks that says lotto. And they usually start sell tickets all the way until like 7.30 p.m. There's a cutoff time. I forget what time. I think it's 7 or 7.30 or 8 p.m. I'm not really sure. And you just walk up there. And usually most of these places, they don't have like a digital signboard. They usually have a whiteboard. Uh, and they just change the, they change the, uh, what do you call it? Sorry, I got to turn off this alarm. There are these, there are these, uh, whiteboards and they kind of just write the names of the, the lotto games and the total prize that you could win if you were to win that lotto. I've seen places where they don't have a whiteboard. They just have a, like a cardboard and they, they write it on paper right there. So sorry, all these alarms are going up. Uh, and yeah, so basically you go there and they'll show you the, the, the prize pool for each lotto game. And then I play, like I said on Halala Show, is I usually bet on the highest jackpot prize because, you know, the chance of you winning are so slim anyway, I might as well go for gold. So for example, today, is this Alexa? Alexa, stop talking. Sorry. Um, so today I bet on the 658, meaning... There, that, that, the name of the game, uh, that lotto game is 658, meaning you have to pick the correct six numbers out of a total of 58 balls or 58 different choices. I say balls because when they draw them, they're like these ping pong balls, right? So you have to pick the six numbers correctly out of 58. And then there's others. So there's like 640, 648, I think, 652. So obviously 658 has a lesser chance of winning than 649. For example, because there's instead of 49 numbers, you're picking from 58. You, you guys get me? So anyway, today I bet on 658. And what you do, it costs 20 pesos here. In the States, I think it still costs a dollar or maybe $2. Uh, so you, you give the cashier 20 pesos and then you say lucky pick, meaning that the machine will pick for you. That's if you don't want to write down the the numbers you want. Some people, of course, have their their baby number, you know, the numbers that they want to always play. That one, I'm not going to go into how how to do it, but it's it's pretty much you find the paper that says the name of the lotto on it, and then you you pencil in the numbers that you want, or you use a pen 
It's like a scantron. I forgot. I don't know what you call the scantrons here in the Philippines, but you 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 blur you black out six numbers in one of the boxes, and then you hand it to the cashier and give them twenty pesos. But if you don't want to do that, like I do, I just play lucky pick because odds are the same. You say lucky pick, and then six fifty whatever or six forty nine whatever lotto, and then they'll give you a ticket, and then on the ticket it will just show you the draw date, and and so wait for the draw date. You can even wait a day after. And then go to Google and type in PCSO lottery, uh, lottery co- winners, whatever. And they will, there's a whole list. It's, it's sorted by date. Look for the game that you played on the date of the drawing and see if you got the numbers. And you probably won't. <laughs> but in between then and in between you buying the ticket and you finding the results, usually, it's a, usually a day or two after, right? Because if you buy it, the drawing is either that the, that night or a day after or two days after. So in between you buying the ticket and you finding out the results, this is the best part of playing the lotto. Today's 658, for example, was only 60 million. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, it was like 600 million. Someone won it. So it, it reset. But it's 60 million. So what I always do is I put that shit in a calculator, right? And then, of course, here they tax you 20% if you win. So you you take 60 million, multiply it by 0.8, meaning they take away the 20% tax. And just imagine that you are now the winner of 48 million pesos. I'm very good at doing this in my head now. But what I used to do before is I would go to my notes app and I would type in the total number of whatever the 80% is. Go to your notes app, 48 million, type it in, and then go online and go shopping. Not really go shopping, but go shopping. It's so fun. Go to your dream car that you've always wanted to buy. Type in MSRP, meaning, what does MSRP stand for? Manufacturer Suggested Retail Price. Look it up. So, for example, if I wanted to buy a Nissan GTR, MSRP, the 2023 model, it says here $116,000. So what you could do, $116,000 US dollars to Philippine pesos is 655,000 pesos. Wait, did I get that wrong? Sorry, it's 160. My bad. What the? I was like, that's way too cheap. It's 6,308,000. So, so in your notes app, 48 million right underneath it, kind of like it's a spreadsheet. Just put minus 6,300,000 and then equals. And, you know, whatever that is for me is 41 million. So you bought your dream car. Guess what? You have 41 million pesos left. Now, with 60 million, I wouldn't buy my dream car, probably. I would probably invest like 80% of it. Actually, I'd probably buy a dream car. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's so fun. It's really fun. Like, go on Lazada. And you can, you could, you could, uh, you could opt for the more expensive, cause I buy a lot of cheaper versions of shit on Lazada. Like I, you know, paper plates or trash bags, just, just go hard, just get the premium one, get the more expensive one. You deserve it. You won the lotto and just minus and minus, minus until you get to zero. It's so much fun. It's literally the, one of the best time consuming things that you could do. And the best part is you, it could actually happen if you won. So that's what you're paying 20 pesos for. All right. So that's me. That's my, that's my, uh, that's one way for me to play and have fun. Cause it is gambling, right? It is gambling. So, but it's 20 pesos. I'm not saying 20 pesos is not a lot, but for most 
people who listen to this podcast, I'm going to venture to say it's probably not a lot to you. Just based on the demographic, because I know the demographics of this podcast, right? So I'm pretty sure you've all probably in your life, or at least in the last year, bought some Starbucks, which means you could buy a 20 peso lotto ticket. The, so just just do it, man. It's so much fun. It really is. Like especially when the when the jackpots get really high, like when you so imagine I'm playing with 48 million in my imaginary game. I last week I was playing with 530 million, and, <laughs> and I was just buying and buying imaginary stuff online, listing it down, and it's li- literally impossible to spend without being crazy, like being without buying like I don't know like a helicopter or a yacht, like stuff that I would never buy anyway. So there's that. Now, the other aspect of the thing that Anne wanted me to tackle was lotto winners. And you know what always bugs me, right? Is you hear all these stories about lotto winners who go bankrupt. So let's go, uh, let's go talk about that. Who go bankrupt. Who go broke. My keyboard is still broken. So my K and letter I are still broken. Does winning the lottery ruin the lives of winners? This is an article by Forbes. Obviously, it does not if you're not dumb. But here we go. So is this one of these? This is behind a paywall. Let's kind of just, uh, you know, since we had some podcast content. Debunking the myth, the surprising truth about lottery winners and life satisfaction by John Jennings here on Forbes Money and Wealth Management section. Why we think that winning the lottery is damaging. The misconception that winning the lottery ruins lives is commonplace. Over the past year... Uh, I'm talking the, I'm reading the article. So verbatim, I've informally surveyed dozens of people by asking them whether they thought, is this a paywall? No. Whether they thought winning the lottery was a positive or a negative experience. The vast majority shared my impression that winning a jackpot is destructive. That is ridiculous. I don't know about you. I'm feeling 22. I don't see how winning the lottery could ever be a negative experience. Sure. You're going to see the, you know, the, the relatives from, you know, long lost relatives who are there for money, but why? Just ignore them. You know, you probably have enough money to, 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 uh, you know, you know, you know, I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying if you wanted to get them out of the picture, if you want a, you know, bitty big jackpot, they wouldn't be a problem. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking, of course. Am I? Um, Oh, yeah, and then uh, so it continues to say that there's a lot of media reports of ruined lottery winners. Uh, headlines like the tragic stories of the lottery's unluckiest winners, the bad luck of winning, blah, blah, blah. The commonly cited 70% bankruptcy statistic. Oh, I did not know this. Our mistaken beliefs about lottery winners comes from a commonly cited statistic that 70% of lottery winners end up bankrupt within a few years of winning. Huh. But, okay, so here we go. I think they cleared up. But it's not a fact. The 70% statistic originates from a 2001 symposium of experts on the impact of financial windfalls. Whatever this is. Blah, blah, blah. So it's not really true. Uh, it's not backed by research according to this article. Blah, blah, blah. So there we go. So it's, it's a common misconception. But I always, you know, I, even when I talk to my mom about the lottery, uh, she always says, yeah, you know, like there's a lot of winners who aren't happy, blah, blah, blah. Money can't buy happiness. You know what money can, 
then my mom always uses this. I don't know where she gets this, or I know it's not her original, but money can't buy you happiness, but it can be the down payment for it, or some some something cute like that. <laughs> and so the article does go on to say, actually, winning the lottery is usually great. Thank you, Lord. Like, thank you for you know. How ridiculous is it that getting millions of dollars or pesos or any whatever currency is bad for your life? You will literally, it's not, it's not, it's not bad. It can, it literally cannot be bad. All right. Like if for me, I, I can't see any way to go wrong other than, okay. So the, the only thing that I could see maybe is that you, you lose a, you lose passion to work hard for stuff. But I feel like I would be able to like find things to do because I I have the money to do it now, right? I mean, you know, you can travel literally anywhere you want to go, right? That, that that will take up a good amount of years in my life if ever that was. And then of course, if you if you're bringing someone, you're you know, if you have a girlfriend or if you have a family, you know, this is something that you can enjoy with your family or your loved ones for, I would say, a good ten years, I think. Right, I feel like I could travel the entire world in ten years, and you wouldn't even be able to kind of appreciate it all. I mean, I don't know how many countries, and obviously you can't go to all the countries because of, like, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to uh, Israel right now. That shit would be crazy, right? But uh, you know, just just to all the countries that are safe, you you wouldn't be able to even explore every part of a kind like the philippines alone i haven't even been to all of the philippines and i feel like i have enough money to kind of go to all of it but i have it right now i feel like i have enough money so imagine having the means to go to every corner of a country that of your choice 10 years might not even be enough so there's that like that would take up a lot of time right so if your concern is will you lack fulfillment now that you don't have to work hard for anything i i feel like i feel like you you could find stuff to do other than traveling. What else? I mean, uh, philanthropy, if you're into that, psh, not me, but if you're into that, you know, if that gets your soul going, actually at some point, I think philanthropy would also be something that I would have to do just simply because it, I feel like it's, it's a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I, I, I forgot the term that I use. So there's always that, that there's there's these scenarios right like would you kill a puppy for a billion dollars and i always say i feel like you have to do it for the greater good there we go that's it for the greater good meaning that with a billion dollars sure yeah i get it right sad one one puppy but then you can save probably i don't know how maybe hundreds of thousands of puppies you could you could build thousands of shelters you know it, it it's just it's for the greater good of the earth so if you have that much money, you have to do something for the greater good of the earth. And in, in this case, winning the lottery, you didn't have to do anything like killing a puppy. Although I did see a Reddit. Uh, this would have been perfect for Reddit Ricardos, right? Someone did ask on a hypothetical situation, could you kill a puppy for, I think it was like uh, a million or I don't know if it was a million or a billion dollars. But the, the catch is before you do it, you have to take care of the dog for a year. <laughs> That's pretty cruel. Because, you know, if it was just a faceless, not faceless, but if it was just a puppy that you didn't know, you know, you just picked up off the street, you know, quick, you know, I'll snap that little fucker's neck, right? <laughs> That's dark. 
But if you take care of it for a year, I don't know. It might be a little, it's going to be a lot tougher. But still, for the greater good. Right? For the greater good. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe philanthropy initially wouldn't be on my, um, wouldn't be on my priority of things to do. But once again, fulfillment, right? It is for the greater good. I mean, maybe send some kids to school, right? Or, or, or start up some companies to help, you know, provide jobs. I don't know what you're into. You know, save some dogs, save some cats, save some fish. Just fuck the frogs, right? Just, you know, everything. You can save anything. Just just let the frogs die. Uh, and, yeah, so that that's another way to fulfill yourself. I mean, what else, right? What else? What else could you do? I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking right now, like, what else would, 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 would burn passion into your soul if you already? Because a lot of people, right? I would venture to say a lot of people, they work hard because they want to get to the peak of their career so well in that case i mean if you won the lottery and you weren't there yet the money could definitely still help you get there it doesn't mean you have to quit your job right i think i mean especially if it's like a not a, like a smaller lottery winning definitely you probably wouldn't quit your job so there's that i mean you could always use the money to improve your skills get courses get mentors you know, they're really expensive mentors. They're really expensive experts that you probably couldn't afford to get one-on-one training. You you can have these fuckers over for lunch because you have that kind of money. So really, I, I can't see a downside to it ever, right? And money money for me can buy happiness. <laughs> but let's see. The, the biggest, let me, uh, you know, I'm curious though. Biggest lottery winners who went broke and also biggest lottery winners in the philippines in philippines let's let's do that let's talk about that you know a little bit of podcast stretching here although i think i did get a how long has it been now it's uh oh 40 minutes jesus christ okay all right biggest lottery winner in the philippines let's do that uh two betters from albay and samar split the one billion one hundred and eighty million thousand oh sorry i can't even fathom this number one billion one hundred eighty million thousand six hundred twenty two thousand five hundred and eight pesos but they had to split it right so how much did they take home uh one million one billion one hundred eighty million six hundred twenty two thousand five hundred and eight let's divide that by two and then multiply that by point eight did i i feel like i skipped a zero four hundred and seventy two million i think is how much each of them took but Who's the largest solo winner? That's what I want to know. Imagine getting the number right, and then you're like, "Fuck yeah, I won!" And then say, and then finding out someone else won, and they literally just took, like, for example, four hundred seventy million. Right? That's what that's what they split. But because someone else got the same numbers, they it would have been like nine hundred or eight hundred. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point, you wouldn't really care, but a little part of you would probably be bitter. You'd be like, fuck this guy who bet. It could have just been me, all for me. All right, I'm trying to find it. There's no... I hate Wikipedia pages that don't have, like, a table that shows the winner. I have to sift through text. I'm not going to do this. Oh, let's see. Let's see. 200. Okay, anyway, let's just... Let's just... It was 1 billion, right? But it was split by 2. Now, the biggest lottery winners that lost it all. There is a gobankingrates.com, whatever this is. I don't know how legit this is. Uh, it's listing the biggest winners who lost millions. In 2002, Jack Whitaker won 
and $14 million. His life turned to turmoil uh, because of uh, he liked to give handouts until he ran out of money. He donated stacks of cash, cash to churches. Well, that's not so bad. Diner, waitresses, family members, strangers, and his local strip club. You know what? Kudos to the man. You know, not only did he give to his church, he gave to his waitresses and the strippers. I mean, at least he was generous. So his life turned to turmoil. His wife left. His house burned down. He ran afoul of the law. And he lost a daughter to cancer and a granddaughter to drugs. But that has nothing to do... Well, maybe the drugs. Maybe the granddaughter to drugs. Did he give her the cash for the drugs? But the daughter to cancer... I mean, the money wouldn't have done anything. You know, fuck cancer. Uh, so he lost $314 million. Is it... This thing is not in order. Oh, that's unfortunate, I think. Oh, maybe it is in order. So I guess $314 million is the largest, like... The biggest jackpot that where people... Where, where somebody went bankrupt. But if you look, I'm just kind of skimming through these. And a lot of these people just, they invested in bad businesses. At that point, man, I, I think Broad Fitz brought it up to me before. Because I, I feel like I've talked about this before. With that ridiculous amount of money, you just get a financial planner or financial uh, advisor who will make your money work for you. You know, get you whatever, like 4 to 7% in the market. You will not run out of money with $314 million. You could literally sink a million dollars every year into doing bullshit if you have that much money so yeah you know something to look at uh you know i've already i I just realized i'm at 40 minutes plus so i'm not going to take up too much of your time thank you for listening and uh hopefully you win the lotto hopefully if you don't uh, just you know, for eight hundred pesos, you can also get lost in the world of Pal World or one thousand pesos, I guess now. Uh, and why not both, right? So good luck to us. Let me know if you need any tips for. I mean, I don't have any tips for how to win the lotto, but if you want to pick your own numbers and you were really adamant about that, you don't want to just lucky pick or have uh, the computer pick for you, and but and but you don't know how to do it, I'd be more happy to more than happy to help you. Just let me know, all right? <laughs> and uh, you know, pay the dream. That's it. And have a great rest of your week. Listen to Halal Show. We have a new mix out as well. And uh, message me on the podcast Instagram if you want me to talk about anything. As well as here on Spotify Q&A, just type in something you see. Uh, just from two Spotify Q&As, I was able to make a 45-minute podcast. And it means that it would help a lot. And I'll catch you all. Say it with me. Later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 